arrogance cascades downward. Welcome to Inspiring Leaders, the podcast that shares ideas, perspectives, and best practices from great leaders around the world to help you become a more inspired leader. It's the beginning of another month, and that means the Leadership Brothers are back with another action-packed episode of Intolerable Bosses. I'm your co-host and executive coach, Terry Lepovsky, and this month we're exposing the arrogant boss and exploring how you can survive. Before we swan dive into the deep end on this pool of arrogance, I want to tell you about some amazing people that I met a few years ago. Richard McNeil and Francis Liska. Richard and Francis are the driving force behind an amazing band of people that exist to serve organizations that need help and consulting when it comes to risk management and financial management concerns. Their company is the Otis Group, and they've been a strong supporter of this show for a long time because we're kindred spirits. We all believe that the world needs more leaders worth following. If you've struggled with the complexities of risk management and financial management, you owe it to yourself to head over to otusgroup.com and get that conversation started. Not only will Richard and Francis take great care of you, but you will be supporting those who support us. Thank you, Otis Group, for your ongoing support for this show. And another huge thanks out there I want to extend to my own brother, the other half of the Leadership Brothers, the pride of Calgary, Alberta, and one of North America's top executive coaches. Pat, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Well, enough of me. What do you think of me? I thought I'd keep with the theme of today's show. <laughs> hey, a big happy birthday to you as well, Pat. This show will go live in the first week of September, which happens to be your birthday week. So happy birthday to you. <laughs> well, thanks for extending my birthday. I got to say a huge thanks for that. We pre-record these shows, but as we speak, we're still arms deep in summer. So let me ask you, Pat, what have you been up to? It's uh, interesting you ask. I've been in uh, different pockets of the world. I just returned from London, England, doing a little bit of work with one group. Confidentially, it's been a little bit of strategy work between us. Just about to hop on an airplane and head off to Hong Kong, followed by Paris, France. You've been doing a lot of work with many people on strategic planning lately, and I think that deserves a show. I think we need to put something about that in our inspiring leader shows. Why don't we take a look at the calendar and see if we can figure something out for that one? I think that's stuff that people really, really want to hear about. Absolutely. You know, strategy is really the oil that makes the engine go. And I'd love to talk more about that. And I know you would do. I have to say over here on my end of the country, I've been really busy with succession planning and onboarding with organizations of pretty much all sizes. It seems that there's a big wave of baby boomers that are, well, let's say continuing to stream into retirement. I've been pretty busy helping companies find the right fit to take the reins and helping them with the onboarding so that all of that momentum and those key contacts and all that direction is maintained. I have to say that I love helping people out with succession planning and onboarding. It's pretty rewarding. Well, especially with the number of people retiring these days, they call it the old silver tsunami or the white wave for a reason. If you're not prepared for it, it's probably time to jump on the bandwagon and have a plan. Listen, enough about us. Let's talk about us. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We're here to talk about this dreaded intolerable boss who's filled with arrogance. This is really a problem in way too many organizations, isn't it, Pat? Oh my goodness, yes it is. And it's something we see all too often. It's unfortunate because an arrogant boss can really demoralize a team. Oh, for sure. 
Unlike many of the other intolerable bosses that we've exposed on this show previously, this one doesn't single out just a few people on the team, like a favoritism boss or a fear monger. An arrogant boss almost always leaves a huge wake of devastation behind them, leaving everyone feeling like they're completely undervalued, completely disrespected, and a little bit smaller than what a little speck of dust might be on the floor. An arrogant boss is a culture killer for sure. Oh yeah, Pat, you're reminding me of one place that I worked several years ago. I came on board as a director, little over 100 people that were reporting to me, pretty much the entire floor of the building. And I remember the day that I started. My new VP flew into town. He met me to do the, you know, the usual introductions. And as we walked around that floor with all of those people, it struck me that nobody had their head up. Everybody's head was down. It was a toxic environment where morale was in the toilet and nobody looked forward to going to work. And here's the kicker. The five teams that I was assuming responsibility for were all frontline employees interfacing directly with our clients. So I'm sure you can just imagine how the interaction went. It was a brutal environment my VP knew all too well about, and he wanted me to manage this back to success. So in a way, and even without knowing it at the time, I was really learning firsthand and preparing myself so that I could help other people get through similar circumstances just by having to sweep up after an arrogant boss all those years ago. Yeah, that kind of sucks. It's, it's not very fun when you have to come to work to that. And I remember when you had to go through all that rebuilding, didn't you? Oh yeah, that's for sure. I'd like to back up a bit, if you don't mind, Terry, and expose the arrogant boss for what they really are. Oh, yeah, go for it. It's it's pretty safe to say that an arrogant boss is someone who wants to take control and lead really through a display of superiority and overbearing. This is the opposite of authentic, engaging, inspiring leadership, where people are willing to follow you. People want to. They only follow arrogant leaders because they feel they need to. It can arise with people who are promoted in positions of authority based on their technical skill and expertise. But these people either lack the skills to earn respect, or they just haven't been taught using effective people skills, like listening, like patience, paying attention to the well-being of others, the whole dignity approach. So Terry, in your words, how can you spot the arrogant boss in the wilds of the corporate world? I give up. How can you spot an arrogant boss in the wild? (laughs) Yeah, nothing like posing a rhetorical question. Right. You already mentioned it's the typical habitat for an arrogant boss is an environment of low morale, very little team interaction, and in general, an attitude of presumption and short tempers. If you work for an arrogant boss who typically disrespects their people and cuts them off mid-sentence, chances are this disposition has become contagious and it may become the mode of operation it really could form the culture within an entire team. And here's the one way to spot the stripes of an arrogant boss. They often treat their direct reports very differently than they act toward their own superiors. In other words, arrogance cascades downward. At the risk of generalizing, it's often because the arrogant boss lacks self-confidence or the self-esteem of their own. When you see them blaming others, it's really just them deflecting attention away from their own shortcomings. It's almost giving an image of what they're looking at in the mirror. It's really true. And here's something that you likely will not see if you have an arrogant boss in your organization. You won't see them under-delivering very often. That's because they make themselves look good by taking credit of the work from other people, especially people on their team. So if you're working for an arrogant boss, 
chances are your good ideas have been passed off as ideas of your boss to senior management. You can bet that your name was removed from any material that you submitted along the way. And along with that, you probably also suffered humiliation in team meetings because the arrogant boss loves to make their direct reports look bad in public. And I know this flies in the face of the old adage, praise in public, reprimand in private. So there's no question that this arrogant move is really just a power grab. It's pretty safe to say that the arrogant boss does not motivate their teams. And two other things that we typically see with the arrogant boss. First, they don't handle constructive feedback very well, likely because they always want to be seen as being competent and being in control. And the second thing related to this is they love to try to reinforce their superiority by being quick-tempered, hostile, and even demeaning to people on their team. It's not the kind of team that you want to be on. And if people have other career options, we often see a lot of turnover on these teams, kind of like a revolving door of staff. The ones I feel for are the teams that don't have a lot of career options, and they feel stuck, sometimes for years. You don't want to be part of the silver tsunami or the white wave there. If I could just build on what you're saying, I'd like to add just a few points here on what we as executive coaches would do if we had an arrogant boss as a client. I think the first thing that I would look for to help an arrogant boss become more effective is that I'd really try to boost their self-awareness. A 360 assessment would be an obvious tool to help them see their behavior through the eyes of others. Engagement surveys that could be uh, administered as well here, in addition to a 360, not only would they see the perspectives from the direct reports with a 360 or engagement survey, but they would also see how different perspectives from their senior leadership and maybe the rest of the team could be a real good indicator of what their effectiveness is. It's like the Profiles 360 that we use with a lot of leaders. It really helps the the leader or the boss and the coach see specific opportunities for development, listening skills, or asking open-ended questions. This could be a real opportunity for the arrogant boss to adapt and grow. Right on, Pat. This is perfect. I love the idea of those engagement surveys, and I completely agree, mainly because this provides them with multiple sources of independent feedback, so trends start to become apparent and indisputable. Even if they deny some of the developmental opportunities that they've got, eventually these opportunities become crystal clear when their bad habits and their repeat behavior start to make these specific opportunities really clear. I also think there's a more effective way of identifying the developmental opportunities of an arrogant boss than sitting down with them and asking them what they think they'd like to work on to become even better. Because an arrogant boss, by default, doesn't want to show any weaknesses, so they'll never admit to any. I think the 360 assessment and the engagement survey is probably one of the best starting points. We could go on with coaching strategies, but for the sake of time, I simply want to add that the element of trust between the boss and the coach is absolutely critical. As we said, an arrogant boss usually has low self-esteem and self-confidence, so they need to know with 100% certainty that their coach is there to help them, not to hurt or trap them. This is absolutely critical. Once you have an independent and multiple source feedback, then a trusting relationship with the coach will set the stage for transformation and improvement. We have a pretty clear picture of the arrogant boss now. We know the demoralizing impact that they have on their team. We've seen how you and I would really start working with them. What about their team, though? How can someone really work for an arrogant boss and survive? It's a tricky thing, isn't it? Yeah, for sure, Pat. Now, I'm going to lay out three things that I know we've talked about. 
that people can do to survive. You have a couple of suggestions as well, right, Ter? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, so here's a couple of things. Number one, know you're under the microscope. The first thing that I want to suggest when you know you're under the microscope is that you need to know that you are really under constant evaluation. That's probably unfair. I know it's wrong, and it just happens to be the land in which you live. You need to have or develop a thick skin in the short term if you're really working under the canopy of arrogance. At least, and at the very least, you need to have some strategies to remain resilient, and we can help with that if you're not sure where to build on your own resilience. Number two is know your corporate culture. I'm going to strongly suggest that you become intimately aware of your organization's culture and even your core values, which really form that culture. Go to your company website, read up on the values, the core values of the corporation, and have a close read of your company's code of conduct. Even if you don't have it, most companies do. Watch closely to see how others are handling situations day by day. Are they in line with those core values? Through all of this, consider your organization's expectations and tolerance of employee complaints. The third is file a group complaint. If you've got an HR department, they're really there to help you and to really help the organization from a people perspective. Arrogant bosses are pros at managing up. So chances are upper management won't really know that there's a problem if you've got that arrogant boss in place. And this means that if you do complain, it's going to be your word against theirs, and you likely won't win if that's the case. But fortunately, you're probably not alone. And like we said, most arrogant bosses have teams with terrible morale. Find two or three trusted colleagues, then look at filing a complaint together. But make sure you trust them and make sure you are all discreet in your approach to this because you don't want to hurt somebody. At the end of the day, that manager who's really coming through is arrogant. They probably have been taught to do that through whichever culture they come from. And just know on the bottom of your mind that your intention is to really help the individual as you're bringing this message forward. Right, Terry? Yeah, absolutely. These are all really solid suggestions. And if you don't mind, Pat, I'm going to build on this a little bit. I really like what you said about filing a complaint with your colleagues. But let's also face the possibility that your peers are too worried about sticking their own necks out too far. It is possible that they don't want their names on that complaint. And if this is the case... I'm going to suggest that you file your own complaint, but you should do this only after you've approached your colleagues to see if they'll be willing to go in with you. And if you do that, then you have to avoid the your word against their scenario. How do you do that? You're going to have to be courageous to do this. Know that there are high risks to doing this. Summons your resolve. And the second thing that you need to do is you have to have thorough fact based documentation to back up your complaint. Detail their behavior as best you can, including dates, specific language, the situation that you're describing, and especially the effect. Remember, be objective. Now, the final thing I want to mention, if you tried your best and your complaint to HR went nowhere, the last suggestion I'm going to offer is to consider getting out. Look to transfer to another team or even to a different organization altogether. We've said this on previous Intolerable Bosses shows, and I'm going to say it again. If this situation becomes unbearable, leave. It's not worth sacrificing your mental or physical health by suffering through it. Have enough common sense to know when enough is enough, and when the situation gets toxic, act accordingly. So there you have it. Five strategies to survive an arrogant boss. And just to summarize, number one, Know you're under the microscope and get a thick skin. Number two, 
get to know your corporate culture. Number three, file a group complaint. Number four, file an individual complaint. And finally, number five, get out. I just add one more thing to this. If you feel stuck or we didn't cover your specific circumstances that's uh, relative to your day-to-day, reach out to us, Terry or myself. We work with people in situations like this often. We're really here to help, and we do want to make sure that you've got somebody who's got your back. Our contact information will be in the show notes, so please don't hesitate. Well, there we have it. Another Intolerable Bosses show to contrast with our regular show, Inspiring Leaders. We hope you found something of value here, and if you did, please leave us with some ratings on iTunes, because that really helps us, and we really appreciate the support. And speaking of support, a huge shout out to the great folks back at the Otis Group for sponsoring this show. Please, folks, support those who support us. Head over to otusgroup.com for all of your risk management and financial management consulting needs. And lastly, a big, huge, hearty thank you to you, Pat, for being my co-host on Intolerable Bosses. Your input and your perspectives make this way better than it would be without you. And you have a way of putting things that makes it easy for people to understand. It's really great to have the Leadership Brothers here on this show. Yeah, Terry, it's a pleasure to work together on this because I know that we've worked together in situations for many, many years together. And it's just nice to bring things to light on this show. So thanks for having me. We've got 3,000 kilometers in between us. We're both on opposite ends of this country. So it is always great to team up on this thinking recently that it would be great to team up as co-hosts of the other show too, Inspiring Leaders. You up for that? I'm into it. As a matter of fact, I'd cherish that and love the opportunity. Well, we're going to tee that up pretty quickly here and see if we can have some fun on the Inspiring Leaders. So here's a small birthday present for you, Pat. How about (laughs) you wrap this one up? Well, absolutely. And I just want to say a huge thanks. There you have it. Another episode of Intolerable Bosses. Thanks for being part of this adventure and be sure to tune in next week when Inspiring Leaders returns with our guest, Alan Brown, the CEO of Compassio, as we talk about change for the better. Thanks again, everyone. Take care and bye for now.